You're listening to Divorce Literacy with the Divorce Lending Association, a divorce podcast where we dig deep into issues of divorce that center around the marital home, other real property, and divorce mortgage planning, helping divorcing homeowners and their divorce team make more informed decisions regarding home equity solutions during and after divorce. So on behalf of the Divorce Lending Association, today I would like to welcome Eric Blake. He is the founder and lead financial planner of Blake Wealth Management. So Eric, welcome to our call today. We can't wait to uh, dive in and learn more about you. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate being here. So tell us a little bit about yourself, your practice, what made you get into financial planning and in particular, working with women. Awesome. Yeah. So again, my name is Eric Blake. I'm a certified financial planner. Our firm is Blake Wealth Management. Uh, We're here in beautiful McKinney, Texas, downtown McKinney. And uh, I have been a financial advisor, financial planner since 1999. So I have been through all the ups and downs, all all the fun stuff with Y2K and everything else uh, that we've experienced, financial crisis, been through it all. But Going back in time, I was actually, uh, my wife went to a a seminar that uh, a group was doing at her school. She used to be a teacher. She taught for 25 years, met with a financial advisor. We went in, went through the process. I just fell fell in love. I knew that's pretty much what I wanted to do uh, right off the bat. As soon as I saw what it was all about, being able to help people make smart financial decisions, make sure they're on the right track to retirement. And uh from a background standpoint, uh, the reason I started primarily focused on working with women is because that's that's basically my story. I was raised by a single mother. I didn't even actually know my biological father. He left before I was a year old. And then my grandparents, who played a really significant role in my life uh, as well, my grandfather, he was my father figure. He's the one I actually called daddy. I was one year old. So what else would I call him? That's what everybody else called him. So that's what I called him too. But he passed away when my grandmother was only 62 years old, which is actually still very young as far as, uh, you know, going about things on her own, having to make financial decisions on her own. So I saw a lot of the challenges, a lot of the struggles that they had, and they both did really well. But you can see the difficulty that comes into saying, okay, what do I do about Social Security? What do I do about how do I make all these decisions? I mean, my grandmother had barely driven a car on her own, much less had to be in a position of making these all these decisions on her own. So that's really how I got into focusing primarily on women. Uh, And realistically, you know, when you think about our practice, we focus a lot on women who are making that transition into retirement. There's so many important decisions that you have to make, again, around things like Social Security. And in many cases, uh, you know, the women we work with, they're going into retirement on their own. So you think about whether that's single by choice or because they've been widowed or because they've gotten divorced. Their view of retirement has, has, in most cases, drastically changed from what they thought it was going to look like. You know, over the last twenty or thirty years, here's what retirement looked like. Well, that's probably completely changed. So, helping women navigate those decisions has been just—it's been a true passion. Just because, again, that's kind of where I grew up. That's what I saw uh, as I got into the career, and it's just become a true passion of mine. Well, I've heard your story before, and um, and it's it's such a compelling one, and it. I think I would imagine it draws people to you just simply because it's it's relatable and it's so authentic. And you don't hear many men talk about things like that. 
Well, and I think that's, I I think I kind of learned that from, again, from the family, from the women in my life and my family. Uh, I've learned to, uh, you know, have have patience. My wife calls me the most patient person she's ever met. But I think when you, again, when you're working with women, especially if for through most of their married life, had they been married, where in many cases, it's been the man, the husband that's made a lot of the financial decisions. And now they've kind of been thrown into this position for whatever reason where, okay, now I've got to make the decisions. And if you haven't been doing that for long, it's really important. In my view, it's very important to educate women on how things work and what decisions they need to be made, not feeling like they're being pushed into or sold. Women don't want to be sold anything, right? They want to know that they're being educated. And I think that's even more important because the more you feel confident in your decision by being educated, the more likely you're going to stick with whatever that strategy might be. I completely agree. And it's, I I think women also tend to uh, listen to the advice that's given, uh, whether they take it or not, but they do take it into consideration where maybe nothing against men, but (laughs) sometimes men kind of think they already know. Very true. Very true. And it's, uh, and and women just think differently about money as well. I mean, you know, there are women out there who who may want to invest aggressively, but, you know, you think about the difference of the way men think about money and the way women think about money. In a lot of cases, it's women just want to make sure my my family is safe and that I'm going to be okay and everything's going to be okay versus saying, I just want as much money as possible. That's not always the the best way to go about things. It's, am I going to be okay? Am I ever, do I have to worry about running out of money or do I need to, to be doing something different? I know there's been many studies done over, you know, course of I don't know how many decades that that show over and over again that the most important things to women are safety and security. And with that in mind, um, knowing that those are like the two biggies, what would you say beyond that um, of the experiences that you walk through with women, whether they're widowed or divorced, but they're doing this on the on their own? What would you say, or maybe some of the one of the unique things that you've seen that you know, had you perhaps been involved a little bit sooner, maybe you could have helped navigate that a little bit differently. Well, so there's there's a recent example, and it's it's actually turned out relatively well, but you know, it, it was a situation where relatively new client, but it could have been, it could have potentially been a lot worse situation than what it ended up turning out to be. But it was simply because of the experience that we've had to help navigate her through some of these decisions. But uh, it was a situation where, uh, you know, her husband retired pretty early, retired at 62, started social security say at 62, because that's what he thought was best because, you know, that's income, but passed away shortly thereafter. And it kind of it left her in a situation where because she was a little bit younger than uh, than what he was, you put her in a pretty difficult situation because you know she wasn't even young enough to receive Social Security survivor benefits. So the fact that he started benefits didn't really help her much at all at that point. Uh, and so it was one of those situations you know, have a conversation early on. We can talk about when is the optimal time to start your Social Security benefits. Should I be delaying those benefits? When should I retire? That's a big question, of course where we're going to draw our income from. And we, and for her, she felt like, hey, we probably should have consulted a financial advisor much earlier than what we did. And then when they didn't do that and he passed away, now it's all kind of falling on her shoulders. She's got a daughter that's with that lives with her. 
And now I've got to figure out what am I going to do for income? She hasn't worked in 20 years because of uh, she had a special needs son. And so all these different things just kind of got thrown at her where, and he primarily made a lot of the financial decisions. And now she's got to make some very, very important decisions. And fortunately, again, she was open to consulting professionals. So it started with an attorney who referred her to us, in which case we could sit down and we can kind of lay everything out. Let's talk about where you're at. Let's talk about what our options are so that we can make the right decisions so that you can get health insurance that you can have enough income to to get by, to make sure that you don't lose your house, all these different variables that could have happened. So it was kind of one of those things that, you know, it could have been better from the very beginning had they consulted a financial advisor, but we were able to meet with her early on enough afterwards to make sure that she was still going to be okay. So that's that's a relatively new, uh, recent example, but it's just, you know, just know that there's people out there that will that you can go to for advice and for guidance and uh, just got to find the right people that are out there. Yes, I know from personal experience that having special needs child, which I don't have one, but a family member that does, uh, it really does add layers of, of complexity to somebody's uh, financial life, for sure. Right. So having a team in place, whether uh, you're going through a divorce or in, in this woman's case, you know, going through the, the death of her, her husband. What would you recommend people look for in a financial advisor, financial planner? I think you know there's going to be some common themes, whether you know whether it's a couple or whether it is a woman. But I think specifically for women, I mean, the statistics, statistics, spit that out real quick, tell us that on average, uh, and and these numbers vary, but in general, within a year of either of their losing their husband for whatever reason, seventy to eighty percent of women change financial advisors. Whether again, it's because they felt like they weren't listened to or they were ignored and the, the financial advisor only spoke to the husband or uh, they just kind of overlooked the wife, find somebody that's going to listen to you. You know, there are, there, are, there are good people out there. They're great financial advisors. I, you know, I feel great about us. You know, I, I know what we do, but we're not the only person out there. We're not the only firm out there that can help you. Find the people can help you, but make sure that you feel like you're being listened to, that you're being heard. What are your concerns? What scares you? What keeps you up at night? I'm a big person. I, I talk a lot to our clients about, about what keeps you up at night, what worries you, what's what keeps you from sleeping. And let's talk about how we can alleviate that concern. What is it that we can do to get you over that hump? But find somebody who's going to listen to you. And I think also find somebody that understands the way, again, the way women think about money. Again, it's just a little bit different. So you talk, you know, talk to the financial advisor. What is your ideal client or what is your typical client look like? Does it look like you? Do they have the same concerns and the same challenges? Now, I talked earlier about we focus a lot on that transition into retirement. I just don't think that you know a financial advisor can be everything to everybody. The decisions that you're making when you were 40 years old or the decisions that you made when you were 40 years old are completely different from the decisions that you're going to be making as a 62 or 65-year-old. It's just different in terms of saying, okay, I'm putting money into my 401k. As long as I'm pretty consistent, I probably will be okay. But when we get to this phase, again, we got these decisions around Social Security. When should I start? How do I optimize my Social Security benefits? How much can I take from my investments to keep me from running out of money at some point? Which accounts should I be taking money from first? How do I reduce my lifetime tax liability? You know, you think about with women, we've got always got that that gender gap to deal with. In most cases, women have earned less over their lifetime. 
They've, in many cases, taken time out of the workforce because of taking care of family, whether that's children or parents, any number of reasons why the average, on average, women have less earnings, less lower social security benefits, lower pensions, less retirement savings. But I'm a pretty strong believer that, uh, you know, if you plan smarter, you plan better, you can still live the retirement that you deserve. Right. And so it's just a matter of saying, hey, what does this person, does this financial advisor, female or male, do they understand what my issues are and do they have experience with those issues and helping people make the right decisions? I think that's great advice. I I think that's advice that somebody could take in any direction, any type of uh, business professional and say, does this business, does this entity, does this person understand my particular situation and have experience working through that because that's at the end of the day, that's what everybody needs is they need to have their problems solved. And if it, if they're working with somebody that's not familiar with those type of problems, it's going to be more challenging for them to solve them. I'd be so willing, you be willing to ask the tough questions again, who is your typical client? Does there, does that client, do they look like me? Are they, do they, again, do they have the same challenges, the same problems as I do? And what have you done to help them with those problems? That's perfect. That's great. Well, I really appreciate you sharing your story today. Uh, can you let us know, like, how would somebody get in touch with you if they wanted to have a deeper conversation or or talk to you about, about working together? What's the best Absolutely. way to so, uh, Yeah. So our website is, is blakewealthmanagement.com. Uh, and if you kind of scroll around, you'll learn a little bit more about our firm, but you can hit the start here button that's in the top right-hand corner. And there's it's a few other places on there. Uh, but one of the things, again, back to kind of what I would be looking for is what you can there, you can see our process. How do we help women make an educated and informed decision about our firm? Are we the right firm for you? So when you hit that start here button, it'll walk you through the exact process we go through with every prospective client. And just starting with an introductory phone call, let us let's learn more about each other. Let you ask whatever questions you have for us. I'll ask you a bunch of questions just to make sure it's a good fit. And if it is, we'll say, okay, well, let's take the next step in the process. And I think that's important. So, you know, people want to know what's next. How does this really work? How would I make a decision about whether you're the right fit for me? So that that's the best way. And then we also on there, you'll see. Uh, we have the opportunity to sign up for our newsletter. Uh, we send out a weekly, uh, what we call our Simply Retirement newsletter that goes out every Thursday morning, just trying to share educational content. We do webinars from time to time. All that's going to be shared on the newsletter as well. And as you and I talked about before we got started, we are going to be starting our Simply Retirement podcast, hopefully here in the next couple of weeks, where again, we're doing this exact thing, providing retirement education for women to make smart decisions. That's exciting. Can't wait to see your podcast. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm going to have to have you on it. I'll I'll be there. <laughs> well, once again, I really do appreciate you sharing your story, sharing all this insight. It's been great. And uh, it's just, it's such a pleasure to know you and to work with you in the Dallas marketplace and uh, encourage any of those listeners that want to know more about you to reach out to your webcat, your website, uh, as you mentioned. Awesome. So, I appreciate it. Thank you, Eric. Have a great day. Thanks, you too. Thanks for listening to Divorce Literacy. Discover more strategies and solutions on divorce mortgage planning at divorcelendingassociation.com.